Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And this is episode 8. Thank you for listening. We are recording on Monday, April 16th, 2012. Almost um, tax day. Almost. I thought tax day was the 15th. I thought it was yesterday. This year it's the 17th for <gasps> some reason. Oh, probably because of the weekend. I guess, but I have no idea why. You <gasps> My taxes are done though. Well, so. ours are done too, but you would think if it was Sunday, the tax day would be the Monday. You would think. But now it's the Tuesday. How confusing. I, I thought have it was no April idea. 15th all my life. It's now probably it's safer just to keep it at <laughs> the 15th. <laughs> so anyways, back to knitting. What are you wearing, Charlene? Oh, I am wearing my transverse cardigan. It's really cute. Thank you. It was pu- This pattern was published first in Interweave Knits Spring 2010 issue. And it's a pattern by Anne Weaver, who wrote... The orange pattern that Gail has talked about and is very interested in knitting. That's in my queue, high up in my queue. Yeah, (laughs) very cute pattern. So this one is knit one piece construction side to side. And it's interesting, you start with a garter stitch cuff, you knit up one sleeve, you knit across the back and the front, and then you cast on on a separate piece stitches for this front and she's motioning towards her body and her sweater <laughs> as she yes. speaks so. and then you keep you you knit those together when you come across the other side of the neck hole it's a little confusing and then down the sleeve it's hard to visualize the it's hard to visualize yes. yes and they call it i believe they call it a dolman sleeve sweater in the magazine which i thought was interesting i guess I've always pictured dolman sleeves being the big bat wing kind of sleeves, but maybe dolman sleeve has to do with more of one piece construction. I think it does. I think it body. means it's it's perpendicular to the body. Yeah, but it's a very cute little sweater. It's shorter than I usually wear, and every time I saw this sweater on people. I would say, wow, that's really cute. It looks great on you, and I want to make that. And then I would look at the pictures, and I would hesitate, thinking, mm, that's not going to look so good on me. But it does. It. I'm really happy with it. Really, and really happy Was with that it. part of a knit-along at the yarn shop, or did it just happen that a lot of different people wanted to knit it all about the same time? It turned into an unofficial knit-along. Okay, because yeah. a lot of people from... The Swift Stitch, which is right. the yarn store where Charlene right. works. A lot of people there in their knit, knit group did knit the same sweater. That's and a lot right, of people we did. in our Tuesday night knit group knitted as well. There's right? a little bit of overlap in the yeah. groups, yeah. And so a lot of people knit it around the same time. And we still gotten a big group picture of everybody oh, wearing should, their transverse right? yeah. cardigan. We've gotten few individuals, few couple people wearing it together. But well, has everyone fun finished it? No, there That's are still why, a couple people right? knitting it, but... I think one woman, I think Cheryl made two. I think she has also, right? Yeah. It's really cute. Thank you. What are you wearing? I am wearing a pattern called Sabine, S-A-B-I-N-E, and the designer's name is Pearl Gray, P-E-R-L, so not Pearl as in knit pearl. It is basically a stockinette shrug. It's also knit um, cuff to cuff, and it was pure stockinette except for the tiny little garter at the cuff and it's just it rolls around my neck and around my back and it keeps my arm shoulders and neck mighty warm (laughs) and it's super comfy and it knit up very quickly i knit it with brooks farms 
mass acero yarn, which is a variegated purple. Um, it doesn't stripe. It has some stripes in it, but it's not meant to be a striping yarn. It's just it's, a variegated yarn. Yeah, more yeah. tonal. It's not. Yeah, it's just popping a tonal stripes. variations. Yeah. yeah, and Charlene's is also purple. You can it tell is. us what yarn it is. <laughs> it's a Tweedy purple, and it's actually a Plymouth Encore yarn. Oh, okay. Which I made it in this because I wasn't sure that I would really right, it like it, sweater. and so it was kind of a test sweater. I wasn't sure if I was going to keep it, make it into a store sample, but. It's mine now. That's <laughs> great. And hers is a very deep, dark plum mine purple. Is a, yes. And mine is a blueberry purple. Yeah, that's a good description of it. So there you go. We're both purple. wearing purple, yeah. purple hand knits today. How cute. <laughs> now, so that's what we're wearing, but what are we stocking? What am I stocking? Well, my stocking has been all over the place. It's actually been three weeks. Since, Since we recorded, right, we recorded our last episode a week early because of our children's spring break. Right, from so three weeks since we recorded, two weeks since we released the last episode. But my stocking has just been really scattered, really confused. Not well, that's a lot of stocking. Three weeks worth of stocking. <laughs> but of course, not, it's going to be scattered. Not unlike things, you know. I've just things have been stressful for me, so everything's been all over the place. My knitting's been all over the place too. I feel but, the same way. <laughs> But I did narrow it down to two things. One of them is the Breezy Cardigan by Hannah Fettig, Cute. which was published last May 2011, so almost a year ago. And that pattern, she recently re-released it in a book for a yarn company. And so there are new photos. Now, the new photos have the sweater... I'm not sure if the patterns have been reworked or if perhaps the sweater was just made a little differently or maybe the model is wearing a larger size. But the new pattern, the new pictures, the new photographs, I should say, just to me are a lot more appealing. They have this, the, if you've seen the sweater, or if, if you haven't seen the sweater, I should say, it's got drapey fronts that come out into points and then they hang down it's kind of a popular style right now but in the new photographs the point and where the drape is is just a little bit lower under the bust and the sweater is also longer oh. than the previous photographs for the pattern and hannah herself actually has new photographs of her wearing a sweater as well and that those photographs also have the longer style than the original photographs. So I really like the sweater photographed the second time around. The new ones. Yeah. That's the Quinson Company book, right? Yes. Yes. Now, yes. I have to make a comment, an overall observation on Hannah Fettig's patterns. I think the ones that she self-releases, I think, are shorter than... Typically, when I look at them, when she releases them, I think, wow, that's a really short sweater. I would never <laughs> knit that. So I'm not surprised to hear you say that oh, the new photos are longer. I always think that it's a case of I want to get my design released so they're a little shorter. Mm. Yeah. Or maybe she has a short body, so she's, you know, like a short waist, yeah. so she knits that way herself. Or that could be. Or maybe her models have a longer waist, so they yeah. just appear shorter. I could don't know. Be, but... Or they're just styled differently mm -hmm. the second time around. I don't know. For whatever reason. I like it. And so I've been stocking that one. It's been around for about a year and it's written for lace, 
fingering or sport weight yarns. Wow. So you have a big yeah. option, big range of what kind of fabric you would like. How much and drape. How much drape. And I'm actually thinking of doing it in a lace weight yarn, similar to the featherweight mm-hmm. sweaters. So that's, that's one of the things I'm stocking. Um, the second one is a pattern called Bianca's Jacket by Michelle Rose Ornay. And oh, me... I love her patterns. You do? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not real familiar with her patterns. And this pattern was originally published in Interweave Knits Fall 2006. So it's been around for several years. And I have to be honest, the original photographs in the magazine didn't do that much for me. The I never had this sweater on my radar before until Nancy was wearing it at the store one day. Oh. And she made it out of this gorgeous pink and pale... It was a hand-spun yarn. Oh. And it was just absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I had to, I want that sweater, Nancy, what is it? And so we found it online. And another thing that probably made me not so interested in knitting this sweater is that the pattern is written at what I consider to be a chunky gauge, 16 stitches to four inches. So when I think of yarns, potential yarns to use for that, they're probably yarns that are a little bit more chunky than I'd want to wear for a sweater that looks as delicate and graceful as this one actually does. But Nancy's sweater didn't look chunky at all. Oh. It was just a yarn. It didn't even look like the yarn was knit looser. It just it just worked. It just worked. Now, did you so. just see that on Nancy last Friday? Yes. At I was going to say, Charlene has not mentioned this particular sweater no. to me yet, so I was surprised I had never heard of it. No, I, I haven't mentioned it. And to be honest, I'm still contemplating yarns i really have no idea what yarn that i will use on ravelry there are as of today 242 projects and there are a lot of different yarns a lot of different yarns so people have gone all over the place with yarns for this now, I haven't seen this pattern. Is it whimsical at all? Because a lot of her patterns have a lot of floral design elements built into them. I'll take a look later. So I just, the the patterns of hers that stick in my mind, I think one of them is called Lumen. Um, I could have the designer completely wrong, but she does have one that has beautiful floral pictures. No, they aren't pictures. Oh, that's pretty different than what I expected. Charlene just held up the magazine for me. But the other Michelle Rose Orn designs that I'm remembering have flowers knit into them and they're gorgeous. Yeah, this one has a lace yoke, a circular yoke, and it's actually knit from the bottom up, if I remember correctly. And lace details on the sleeves, the cuffs of the sleeves, very pretty. And of course, I'm already thinking about, since it's a circular yoke, knit from the bottom up with the sleeves and the yoke joined, I'm already trying to re-engineer it to knit it from the top down because, of course, like I said, I haven't picked a yarn yet. And one of the yarns in my stash, I was thinking, well, 
I might have enough, but I might not. So when I come to that yarn issue, I'm always want to do it top down I so I can maximize the, the length, even though it this is a very definite short sweater. Again, another short sweater that I always think, oh, that sweater's too short. I can't wear it, but it looked so good mm -hmm. on her that <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a shot. It's very pretty. So what are you stocking? Again, the question should be, what am I not stocking? Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, as a full-hearted Madtosh lover, <laughs> there is an event in May. We call, any Madtosh lover calls oh. May, Mad May, as in you Madeline Tosh May. There are a number of different knit-alongs one can participate in. If you visit the Mad Tosh Lovers Group on Ravelry, you will see all of the different Mad Tosh events going on. I highly recommend you take a look at the group because at the top of the thread list is also one called something like Mad May Promotions and Discounts. A lot of really great designers are offering discounts right now for patterns so that you can knit them for Mad May. And I thought about, well, should I mention this on the podcast or not? But if I was a designer, I would want people to know that the discount was available so that my pattern got as much visibility as it could. So check out the thread just so that you can see what options are out there. All of my stocking has been focused on Mad May. So I have chosen several patterns based on Mad May knit-alongs and using up some of my Madeline Tosh stash. And what I'm currently planning is to knit the Enamored pattern, which is by Laura Ayler. I mentioned her Fabergé shawl last episode, and she, after she released Fabergé, she released oh. Enamored, which is similar to Fabergé, considering some of the smocking and beadwork and fringe, not fringe, ruffle edging. But Knitwit41, also known as Shannon on Ravelry, knit the most beautiful version of Enamored as a stole instead of as a triangular shawl. She knit it in a Madeline Tosh colorway called Morning Dove, which is mostly oh, gray with blue highlights. Yeah. It is gorgeous. That and one her is. stole is amazingly beautiful. So I saw her FO picture and Shannon, I wish I could copy you exactly, but I have smokestack <laughs> in my stash and not Morning Dove. So my son and I went to the bead store and he helped me pick out beads for it. So that is top of my stocking list because I am planning to knit that in Mad May. I cannot wait. Next, I wanted to pick out a sweater to knit in May and I wanted to knit Flaming June, which we talked about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. It's a Cheryl Nemeth pattern. And I decided because it's knit with fingering weight yarn, that I probably wouldn't be able to finish it in a month if I was knitting anything <laughs> else at the same time. So I think what I'm going to knit is Tinder, which is a Jared Flood pattern. And I just scored some Erin Heritage Wool by Madeline Tosh in the color Charcoal. And I think it's going to make a perfect sweater for just wearing everywhere I want to wear and not Yay. worrying so much about... I don't know if you guys are like me, but my hand knits don't get as much wear as they should simply because I'm worried about spilling on them or... Mm -hmm any kind of variety of accident because I'm not the most graceful person <laughs> in the land. So anything could happen. But Tinder just looks like the most simple, straightforward, comfortable, wear it anywhere sweater. So that's the sweater I think I'm going to be knitting. Cool. And there's another shawl pattern that's recently been released by Classic Elite Yarn. It's called Camellia. And the designer's name is Meg Myers. It's a free pattern. 
that is one of those crescent-shaped um, shawlettes mm -hmm. with short row shaping and beadwork on the edges. And I'm going to knit that with my Madeline Tosh Prairie in the Lepidoptera colorway that I have those beautiful matching beads for. Oh, yeah. That are so yeah. pretty. So I have <laughs> the Camellia Shawl, the Enamored Stole, and the Tinder Sweater by Jared Flood. Those three wow. that I'm targeting, I hope, for completion in may so we'll see if i can do it <laughs> that's a somewhat commitment you know can i do it in may or not i've actually spoken aloud on the podcast so <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i'm stocking okay so charlene what are you actually knitting my knitting is all over the place um physically in your house or just both <laughs> mine is like that right both now. <laughs> because like i said i've th this past few weeks have just been crazy stressful and all over the place and my knitting reflects that my completely isn't it weird how that happens <laughs> yeah my knitting absolutely reflects that first off i have worked on my traveling sweater which is that close to being done i'm holding my fingers very close mm -hmm, together because is. it is that close to being done i have the last ball of yarn still attached and i need to i think i'm actually going to block it or at least wet it down and then see how it see what it looks like before I decide if it's actually done because my initial thought is that I need to tink back a little bit and make one section a little bit smaller on the back but I, it's really hard to tell because of the way that this drapes in the back I you won't really get a sense of it until after it's been blocked so I'm going to have to do that and then figure out if I need to tink back an inch or two. So that's still on the needles. But, but all of your seaming is done and everything, right? The main seam is done. The This last seam involves this section that I might want to tink back a little bit. So that one's not completely done. Okay. It's <laughs> but you're literally... You could be blocking I'm right that now close. if you wanted yes. to, if you were yeah. comfortable I'm, with the I'm fit. that close. Oh, yes. how exciting. Yeah. So that sweater is almost there. It, you know, this is when I, it always slows down for me when it comes to the finishing part. I know, Just, I'm the same way too. Yeah, I don't know why, because then I actually do it, and I wonder, what took me so long I know. to do this? Because it's never I bad. three weeks to sew yeah. buttons on? Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. I, it's just one of those things where I'll, I'll pick up something else and just start knitting and not think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've also knit a few more rounds on my Still Light cardigan. That was what I picked up when I stopped knitting on the traveling sweater. And I there's that is just plain stocking it in the round completely has put me to sleep yeah. so when I finished that ball of yarn I stopped and I put that down I have since wound the next ball of yarn so I'm ready to go but of course I have cast on for buttercup in the meantime <laughs> <laughs> and this is the sweater that you've heard Gail talk about for the past couple of episodes and looking at hers and then looking at finished projects and that sweater has been on my radar for a while now and since I finished ripping out my Rowan Calmer sweater I just kind of made the decision one day that that was the yarn I was going to use and cast on for it <laughs> and it's really pretty when I walked in it's sitting on the table and it's a beautiful deep burgundy like 
red wine red color, wine. I would call yeah. it. And it's so yeah. soft and squishy. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Beautiful yarn. Very nice. Very nice. And it was super easy to rip out the calmer, too. And I was telling Gail, I didn't even have to soak it because the yarn shows no kinks. Yeah, it does not look like it's ever been knit with. It looks... And it did, does not certainly look like it was in the form of a sweater yeah, for years and years. It's crazy, but it just goes to show that different yarn bases react differently. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. <laughs> and then the last thing I've been working on is a dish towel. Yes, this and has that's been, pretty too. This has been my basketball knitting for the past weekend. It is a free pattern on Ravelry called the Chili Pepper Red Kitchen Towel. And it is by Janet Carlo. And the pattern calls for peaches and cream cotton. And I am just using some cotton that I had in my stash. I think it's Butterfly 10. And it's mercerized cotton, so it's a little bit different than the cotton that was called for. But, you know, it's just a dish towel. I'm yeah. going for it. I, I don't believe in swatching for towels yeah, and scrubbies. And <laughs> it's a beautiful cornflower blue it's, color. It's, it's really Yeah, pretty. it's and that's interesting because it's not a color I would choose at all these days. But no, it I just you goes had, to show. Your February lady sweater seems like it's a similar color to me. It I is. And okay. I probably bought the yarn about the same time. I used to pick a lot of blues. I was going to say, were you going through a blue phase? I was going through a blue phase. And I don't know why. Well, my theory is that I went to a college where our colors were blue and gold. And I <laughs> wore blue for the longest, longest time. And I, I think Well, it's I a just, pretty color on you. It so is that pretty. doesn't surprise this, me that well, you would be attracted to it. This one is pretty. We'll see. I don't know. It might turn into a slog. I don't know if I can actually finish a whole <laughs> dish towel because I'm talking a, like a hand towel type towel, not just a cloth. This so is, is it actually... a quarter of the way complete now, do you think, or a third? That's probably about a third. Okay. So that was what? A couple basketball games worth of knitting? Yeah. Not even. Well, see, maybe it was. If you were an ice hockey fan, the playoff season just began so right. you would be able to knit during hockey games which now right. we don't watch much television in my house like actually on the real television and now that hockey playoff seasons have has started we are watching real tv in my house so it's kind of fascinating and the sharks are one sharks, to one yes, san jose right? sharks yes is one our local team and i've been a fan for almost 20 years now. I mean, we used to go to the games when they were back in the Cow Palace mm -hmm. in San Francisco. So <laughs> I'm not a huge fan anymore because now I have kids and all the other things yeah. that go on. But still, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Games. Well, and it's great knitting time because nobody cares if you're sitting down on the couch right. watching TV. Exactly. And in my house, since this is my basketball knitting, obviously, you know that my boys are all basketball fans. Well, so you and your husband are as well. We are as yeah. well. And NBA playoffs are coming up. This there you go. Lots well. of knitting time. And I'll have lots of knitting time. <laughs> That's like our, our guilt-free television <laughs> totally knitting time. Is. Either at night when the kids have gone to sleep or right. if there's a playoff game. Right. That's right. Funny. Love the playoffs. <laughs> so what are you knitting? I have very little on the needles. My buttercup still is just my, basically my teleconference and the training classes that I teach where I don't have to be using my hands now in how, any way. How far are you on your buttercup? 
I would say I'm at my waistline on oh, the okay. body. So probably that's halfway down the Yay. body, I would think. Yeah, Yay. I have not started the sleeve, so I want a long sleeve version. So I need right. to do the sleeve soon so I know how much yarn I have left to go farther down to make it maybe a tunicky length sweater. We'll right. see how much yarn Yay. I have. Yay. So yeah, it's gorgeous. The other thing I just picked up last night is a sweater that I had hibernating. It's the Coraline sweater by Yasolda oh. Teague. I started knitting this with Misty Alpaca Lace yarn that I bought at Charlene's store years four or five ago. years ago. <laughs> and I'm holding it doubled, and the fabric is lighter and drapier than the pattern calls for on purpose because there is a, an FO out there that I favorited years and years ago of similar lace weight yeah. fashioned yeah. Coraline with short little cap sleeves yeah. that I love. So that's what I'm going yeah. after. And I apologize. I did not look up the person's name, but I'll link to it in my project notes on Ravelry. So light pink, I started, like I said, knitting it several years ago and knit about four inches of the body and realized it was about four sizes too big. So I ripped it out and started it again about eight months ago, six or eight months ago. And it's just been, it's stocking it. Um, it's back and forth. It's not in the round, but it's stocking it knitting. There's not much exciting to it. So now it's just going to be mindless TV knitting for a while until Mad May hits because I'd like to get my non Madeline Tosh objects finished just because I'm enjoying knitting with get other yarns too. Needles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and this yarn is 100% baby alpaca, which I had forgotten how amazingly soft it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. So loving this. And again, I just picked it up again last night. I think I managed four rows and thought, wow, I can't believe that I've sat this down for so long. But Charlene and I were comparing the different yarns and when you rip them out, the different textures or shapes they can retain her Rowan Calmer looking like it's never been knit before and my lace weight 100% baby alpaca, which I pulled it out two years ago. I ripped the sweater and wound it back around the hanks of yarn and it still is kinked after yeah. having sat there for two years being a knit, you know, just wrapped around. You would think it would have lost some of the kink. You would think. But because I knit it double, I didn't wash it and try to stretch out the kink and get the kink out because I didn't want it to turn into a knotted mess so well and it's probably good it shows that you didn't wind it tight because you wouldn't oh, have wind it true. you wouldn't have wanted to have wound it tight and stretched it out and stretched it out yeah. so it's probably good <laughs> so those are my two objects on the needle and I'm happy to say they're both pink <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we know what our what we're actually knitting what have we finished well the only thing I have finished and you heard me talk about this previously when I was working on it is the ginkgo shoulderette shawl and the only thing I, I really love love this shawl and the one thing about this shawl that I have to say is that it's been a good lesson for me in stepping outside of my color zone and I can't remember if I talked about that before on the show it, it's a called ochre uh, it's a Malabrigo sock yarn called ochre and it's gold 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 to me when I look at it it's gold like yellow burnished gold, gold yeah and it's tonal has a very um lots of variation in it from a light gold to a dark gold rich rich gold and it's not at all something I would have ever bought for myself I received it in a yarn exchange over the holidays and I love the color Love the color. Have gotten so many compliments. I haven't seen you wear it yet, so I'm oh, looking forward to seeing it on you. And the funny thing is, 
I wear it to my knitting group and the first thing everybody says is, wow, that's not your usual color. And then it follows up with, wow, that looks really great on you. Oh, so nice. it's a, a lesson in stepping outside of your color comfort zone occasionally. Good. <laughs> yeah. So it was worth the effort to Definitely. go. Definitely. It. So it's Definitely. not going to go into your gift stash. No. Good. I really love the shawl. Good. Really and was do. it difficult to block? No, it wasn't. Okay, good. I was the, worried about the leaf The detail. little leaves had to be individually pinned out, but it wasn't hard. It was just it more time-consuming, maybe? Just, yeah, more okay. time-consuming, but it was well worth it. Well, well worth it. Excellent. And what have you finished? I've been a knitting machine. I have finished <laughs> so many things. I feel so accomplished this month. Since our last recording, actually just over this last weekend, I should be perfectly honest. I finally received the zipper for my husband's sweater. Oh, yeah! You can see my pictures on Ravelry. I posted them all this morning. Oh, you did? Yes. I haven't even seen them. I did the hand basting in of the sweater and everything, but I wanted it to be mach- machine stitched in because my husband is brutally hard on his clothing. Mm. He is not gentle. He is not, he doesn't pay attention to details. He would just basically go carry firewood in his new sweater if he didn't know that I would <laughs> be there, you know, (laughs) beating him with a piece of firewood. (laughs) So he's being more aware, but I still know that to withstand his brutality, it needed to be machine stitched in. No hand sewn in zipper would have made it through a few of his wearings. So he did the machine sewing because he is the seamstress in the family or seamster, Taylor. 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 Seamster. He and my son are the sewing machine masters in the house. I am not. So he sewed it in. I'm not 100% happy with how it looks, but it's on him. You can't tell where the things are that I don't like. So he's wearing it. He, it was finished on Saturday. Sunday morning, I got out of bed expecting to see him wearing it because he wears it in the mornings because it's chilly in the mornings. He gets up a long time before the rest of us in the morning and he's so considerate he doesn't turn on the heater because it would wake us all up. So he wears his sweater in the mornings. And Sunday morning, I got up all excited thinking I was going to see him wear it. He was so good. He makes homemade waffles every Sunday for us. And he didn't have his sweater on because he didn't want to get food on it while he was making the waffles. (laughs) I got up and I said, oh, no, you're not wearing your sweater. And he said, I was, but I took it off to make waffles. And I said, you are wonderful. So when I got up this morning, he was wearing it. And it was just so cool to walk out there and give him a big hug. And he was so soft. And it was just great. You have trained him well. It's amazing. (laughs) So that's finished 100%. I also finished the Fuse sweater, which you heard Charlene talk about a lot on past episodes. And as I said, when I saw her in it the first time, it was so beautiful. I had to knit one myself, which I did. I used the same exact yarn that I used for Mike's sweater. Madeline Tosh DK Twist in the Onyx colorway, which is her tonal black. So two black sweaters in a row and love, love, love the yarn base, but the black got pretty intense after a while. Have to say, Fuse is a great, great knit. It Isn't goes it really fun? fast. It's There's an, something about it. It was just fun. It's different. To knit. <laughs> it's different, and the, yeah. I think the different part of it makes it more fun yeah. because it's not stockinette. It's an all-over no. lace, so you're not. There's no mindless knitting. You have no. to be somewhat. It's, it doesn't require a lot of attention. It's but not like when, a lace shawl, but yeah. you do have to pay and, attention. And there's a lot of increasing. Mm-hmm. So, you, and it's increasing in pattern. So you have to watch out for your 
increases and decreases. You, but it's not you, challenging in that no, way. Right. No, but it was just really fun. Yes, it I was, highly it recommend really it as fun. a pattern. Great, great, great FO. I haven't worn it yet because, of course, as soon as I sewed the buttons on on Saturday, the weather went from being stormy, <laughs> thunder, lightning, like a tornado or hurricane of wind the in Santa Cruz, to out. being warm. So I haven't worn it yet, but I can't wait to wear it because it's so warm, so cozy. Well, it's so funny because I made mine in dark gray. And we could be twins. I just brought up Gail's project page on Ravelry, and I'm looking at it, and she has the first picture she has is just... A sweater picture you can't so from see her my chin face. down yeah it's just just the sweater and i laugh because oh it looks like my it sweater does, it does. <laughs> and i didn't try to be matchy matchy oh, no, charlene no, no, but no. i had the yarn and i thought yeah, oh i'm yeah. gonna use this and it's just funny i didn't try to be matchy matchy with charlene and i didn't really try to be matchy matchy with my husband either <laughs> but it is the same exact yarn so on my project pages you can see matchy matchy pictures of me and my husband standing side by side wearing our matchy matchy sweaters and i never ever ever wear blue jeans because i don't oh, want to be comfortable blue jeans i was wearing levi's and he was wearing oh levi's gosh. so we really look like twins but it's you know crazy. what if you're gonna have a matchy matchy sweater that's Go the way it. to do exactly. it exactly that's because what i decided they're to the sweaters are totally different completely there's different. nothing matchy matchy about, about it, the style of the sweater but it's the same color yarn yeah well the same yarn but it's that's the way to do it yeah that's what i figured it wasn't there was no intentional matchy matchy with anyone or anything it just was coincidence i had the yarn yeah. so i went yeah. for it but i again total two needles up on that pattern yeah, and on I the finished the sweater way. so four total <laughs> yeah it's going to be the the perfect versatile sweater for me you yeah. can wear it open you can wear it closed i love it closed because my neck and my the back of my neck especially get really cold yeah. and once they get cold i tense up and then i get a headache yeah so just the cowl part of the that cowl, sweater will keep I my neck warm i love the cowl and I... because it's the all over lace it's not a dense heavy sweater right. that overheats right. you right and i keep thinking every Ever since I finished the first one, I keep thinking, oh, what yarn can I use For to another make another one? one? And, of course, I haven't picked another yarn yet. Okay, but now, I think at some point I What might. about this idea as a vest? Did you already say that to me? No, I didn't. Was I being original on that? You must have. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. I did talk to you about using another. Lighthouse Keeper as a vest. Hat. Well, that one, isn't it written as a vest? There was another pattern that I, I was thinking of making as a vest. And adding a hood onto it like the lighthouse keeper. So we were talking about vests, but not in connection with pews. Well, I think it would make a really beautiful oh, vest too. Yeah, or just cap sleeve sweater in a yeah. lighter weight yarn. So that's yeah. something. I'm not usually big on modifying patterns. I am somewhat intimidated by modifications just because it pushes me out of my comfort zone, which I should do more of. But, but that would be easy. I mean, it would Leave be. off the sleeves. Exactly. Or... <laughs> Or short sleeves, sleeves or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that's in my future. Well, let me wear the sweater for a while. <laughs> yeah. See that, and that's that's was my thought too. Before I jump right into the second one, I yeah, should let it wear gel. for a while. But I am still really happy with that, and that's going to be a sweater that, like Gail says, it's going to span the seasons. There are certain sweaters that I have in a pile sitting in my bedroom now that I know I'm probably not going to wear from this point on until next winter and I want to wash them before I put them away and this sweater will be one that I will not add to that pile this will be a sweater that I keep out all year round yeah especially here in Santa Cruz our yeah. summers can be pretty foggy and chilly exactly depending. exactly and pretty much anytime 
you go out in the summertime and you're expecting to be out spanning from the sunny afternoon or perhaps foggy afternoon into the evening, you definitely have to have layers, layers or yeah. layers with you because you will need it at some point. Yeah. So again, can't say enough positive things about this sweater. Yay! And I also <laughs> finished a couple other things. So I did some smaller projects with different yarn. Mm -hmm. I finished the cabled iPad sleeve, oh, yeah. which is a free pattern by Emily Nims, N-I-M-Z. It's awesome. I think I, I want to make one of those. You should. They're so cute. Get perfect gift knitting. I knit this one for my 93-year-old grandfather, who was given an iPad by all of his family, all of his siblings, or his siblings, his children, his eight children went in together to buy him his new iPad. That's a great gift. Exactly. What and a great thing. I meant to knit him one by his birthday, which was in mm. January. So this is obviously a little bit late. However, we were, when we were bead shopping, my, my son and I were looking at the yarn and I said, okay, what color should I get for great grandpa Bob? So Max helped me pick out a really nice tealy blue, which is a bright, happy color. And that thing I knitted up in probably five hours. Yeah. Maybe six with you the finishing it, yeah. work. You have it started one day, finished the yeah. next day. It was literally, How it was fun. an overnight kind of thing. Really great pattern. Worsted weight yarn, so it knits up pretty quickly. The only modification I made, I didn't do, is it the Judy's Magic Loop cast on that people use to begin knitting in the round? I didn't do that because the other iPad sleeve I knit for my mother, I used that cast on and found that one, it was very fiddly for me. And two, I didn't think that the resulting iPad sleeve had enough foundation strength. Like mm. every time I put the iPad in it, it just seemed like it sagged so much at the bottom because there wasn't a sturdy seam there. I think I would want to have a seam there as well. Yeah, so I modified it at the bottom and I did a crochet bind off at the, or well, I basically seamed it at the bottom with a crochet hook. So it's really Looks nice great. and sturdy. It's not the prettiest, but it's sturdy and I know that you know, it looks it's, pretty. It, I'm it looking adds at her more padding too. Pictures. So the other thing I was considering is if my grandfather, you know, sat down, he's a pretty big guy and 93 years old, he's not super stable. If he were to bash it down mm. too hard on something, if it was on its edge, it has that extra padding in the bottom of it now. That's thoughtful. That so, is thoughtful. Yeah. I like that idea because we all know. Yeah, it just adds a little happen. bit of safety to yeah. it. Yeah. So that was one of my little projects, and I used um, Red Heart Soft Acrylic Yarn, which we got at one of our little local stores here. The next small one I finished, I finally used my Cascade 128 that we got at the $4 a ball sale. Oh, yeah. Swiss Stitch. <laughs> the one that I made my owl exactly. sweater out of. Exactly. I had the royal purple color, and I made the Bryn Mar skirt. Oh, you it finished was, your skirt? I did. I did it. Another lightning fast knit because Cascade 128 is oh, a pretty thick yarn. There's a picture. It um, is an adorable skirt that was in the Interweave Knits Fall 2011 uh, um, issue. It's by Nancy Eisman. It has two cables that run on the front vertically and two that run across the back. However, I modified it and didn't put the cables down the back because some of the project notes indicated that that wasn't the most flattering look. And I in the magazine, they do not show the skirt from behind. And one of the project <laughs> notes mentioned, now I know why they don't show rear photos in the magazine. See, looking at your rear photos, it looks 
adorable from it's the back. Plain I, stockinette on the back, so there's nothing to add to the width of my rear end. <laughs> so, I I like the way you did that. Yeah, I'm Good glad that I did it that way. And I made mine a little shorter than the pattern recommended just because I have fairly short legs anyways. So I didn't want it to be too long. And I'm going to wear it with leggings and things like that anyways. It's Mm -hmm. not something that you would just wear on a summer day because, of course, it's thick wool. But another really fun knit. It went really quickly. I used three and a half balls of the Cascade 128. And I knit that. And I also knit that iPad sleeve within a few days. I knit both projects. Mm. So very quick knits. Yeah. And then... That's how I felt about the owl sweater when I knit it. Because that yarn, that yarn, just, I think whatever you knit in that Cascade 128 just flies. I know. (laughs) I literally, I was going through about a ball a night. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you know, you're watching the skirt grow four to six inches a night thinking, wow, am I a fastener or what? How great is that? (laughs) And then I also finished the Zuzu's Petal Cowl. A $5 pattern by Karina Spencer, which I knit in Malabrigo Worsted in the Fuchsia colorway, which I recently completed a hat in that same colorway of Malabrigo. So it's matching. You'll see my picture on the Ravelry page today is unblocked. That is another one. I started it one night, I finished it the next night. Really? And still had time to pick up my Coraline sweater and knit four rows. You... Use less than a ball of Malabrigo. Use less than I could have and should have gone up one additional needle size. Okay, so the pattern is written with two sizes of yarn. Yes, it's right. Okay, so you made sport. So you made the worsted weight. So it's fairly chunky. What? um, So how is it constructed? Well, how is it constructed, and what skills, like what kind of stitches, would people? have to know to do that pattern because you this, can knit and I anything only... in lace you can knit this it's it was so very quick and very together, easy yes so basically what it is is think of a triangular shawl if you've ne- ever knit a triangular shawl basically it begins just like a triangular shawl would and you knit the first uh i don't know how many rows 40-ish rows back as and forth. As a little triangle. Right, back okay. and forth as okay. if you're knitting a shawl and it's growing on the, there are eyelet increases along the center and eyelet increases along each edge. So <laughs> you me. start at the point? You start at the middle top. And oh, it's middle it, top. Just okay. like a, <clears throat> most just triangular like a, shawls, just okay. like Ishbel, okay. for example. All right. So it's growing. And you're increasing, increasing. Right. Okay. So you're increasing four stitches oh, okay. on each right side row. Okay. And then when you get to a certain row number, I don't remember again, 40-ish, something like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. you join it to knit it in the round, and then you start the lace work. So it's basic yarn over, knit two together, slip, sip, oh, sorry, slip, slip, knit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, there are knit and purl stitches in it. Right. And I think that's it. Okay. So and it's very, very simple so knitting. So one skein of Malabrigo worsted, folks. <laughs> or one skein of any type of, of any worsted. worsted. I yeah. think any, as long as you have yeah, approximately I, I, I 200 yards. Yeah, but think about it. A ball of Malabrigo is what, 13 ish dollars? Yeah. So yeah. great gift knitting. I will be knitting more of these. And I do have to block it still. I know I should have gone up a needle size because the around my neck isn't quite as big as I wanted it to be. Hmm. I will block that to be bigger, mm-hmm. but I should have gone up a needle size. Mm-hmm. I just was so excited to be knitting with bright pink, happy, squishy yarn <laughs> that I just knit, 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 and didn't even think about it until I joined it in the round and looked at it and thought, will my head oh. fit through there? <laughs> and it will. It's fine. 
so that was the other fo for since our last episode and again love them all absolutely adore them that's great you're not kidding you have been a knitting machine i know but <laughs> it's kind of cheating because three of those were such small one quick game projects. projects yeah well the ipad sleeve cheating the ipad sleeve was probably half a skein yeah it did not use yeah. much yarn so yeah. you know i bought that ball of yarn for less than five dollars and yeah. i can make the iPad sleeve, and then I'll get at least yeah. an adult size hat oh, out of it. That's not that's not you. You can't belittle any knitting. I know. Any, but still. Anything you do to create to knit is valid. <laughs> now we had two questions on Ravelry. The first one was, "How do I use Ravelry as a yarn store?" Because I've mentioned oh. that before. So this is what I do. You can, if you're searching for a particular yarn you can go to the yarn page and then they'll have the tab for stashes. If you click on the stashed tab for that particular yarn, you will see the beginning of the stash list has yarns that are for sale or trade. As you scroll through the pages for that yarn, you'll finally get to some that are in stash, not for sale. So typically users will list how much they are asking in price for the yarn with or without shipping included. So that's one way you can search for yarn and use Ravelry as a yarn store is simply to search through stashes. Second thing you can do is for particular types of yarn, for example, Madeline Tosh, on the Madeline Tosh Lovers group in Ravelry, there is a specific thread every month for ISO slash FS. ISO stands for in search of, FS stands for for sale. Other acronyms you'll see would be D-I-S-O, desperately in search of. Oh, okay. <laughs> and F-T, which is for trade. Okay. So you can look on those threads and you can see what, one, people are offering for sale. Good, it's good you defined all this. Yep, <laughs> and two, what people are looking for. So if you're looking for a particular type of yarn, so either a particular base, a particular color, etc., you can go on these particular threads. They have them for most of the nice yarns on Ravelry. Mm -hmm. um, nice being, you know, nice is your own definition of nice, but <laughs> search for the yarn, see if there's a group for it, and see if there's an ISO slash FS thread for it in their group, and then you can see what's available. So I often will go on to the Madeline Tosh group if I'm looking for a particular yarn. If I know that it's available retail, of course I can go buy it retail, but sometimes you'll have people who are de-stashing it Sometimes maybe at a slightly reduced rate, sometimes not. But I prefer to go to Ravelry before I go to retail shops simply because I appreciate it when people buy my stash that I'm de-stashing before they go to a retail store. And so. you've traded before too, I have traded. You? So I every have. once in a while you might find something exactly that you want and the person might want something that you would like to get rid of. Or yeah. I shouldn't say get rid of, but you would be willing to trade. trade. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Ravelry is a great resource for that. I highly recommend that you, you just check it out. Just see, although danger, 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 it can also lead to unnecessary yarn purchases <laughs> in my, at least in my experience. So just beware of that particular aspect of it if you didn't already know this information. And the other question was directed towards you. And that one was... You re you told us all last episode how we oh, could use yes. Ravelry's library, which oh. I did. I went and put all of my books and all of my magazines in the library. Uh -huh. And one of the users on our Madeline... Or, I'm sorry. 
on our Yard Yaks <laughs> podcast group on Valparaiso. She has yarn on the brain. <laughs> she asked how you then link patterns to your library if the item is already, the pattern is already in your library, for example, from a magazine or a book. Oh, okay. And I think it was specifically how to create custom sets. Was I'm that sure. what I talked about last week? Because um, that's what I'm thinking. And so, okay. Well, first of all, if you, for example, if I listed all my Interweave Knits magazine issues that I own in my library, so Ravelry now knows I own you, all of those right, patterns. Right. If I look that pattern up, and I don't know I own it, and that pattern page comes up, you know how in the upper right-hand corner it says, in my queue, in my favorites, in my library? In my library. Will it say, in my library? It should. Okay. It should so say then, that for every pattern that's in that magazine. Or in the book that's in your library. Or in the book. Now, So that part's automatic. So that part is automatic. Now, if you want to take it one step further and create a custom set, you do have to do an additional step. So I have open right here. She's the, browsing Ravelry I'm, I'm as browsing we speak Ravelry. so she can give you the exact steps. So let's say I wanted to add a hat pattern from the winter 2011 Interweave Knits magazine. So first thing I would do would be to open up the page for Interweave Knits winter 2011. So you'd browse to that through the so patterns. Browse, yeah, did I say 2011 before? 2011. View all 23 patterns. So there's 23 patterns. There's a big listing there. Let's say I want to create a hat set of patterns that I have. So I'll click on the Nantes hat pattern and you'll see it says in my library. So that is checked so to indicate it's in Charlene's it's library. that it's already in my library because I included the magazine. Now if I want to go one step further and add this pattern to a custom set, then I click on the in my library and you have this other option to add the Nantes hat pattern to the library, which is a little redundant, and I'm not sure why you have to do it twice, but if you want to include a pattern in a custom set, you have to do that. So you click Add to Library, and then you get a little check mark that says In Library, and underneath it, in very tiny mouse type, it says Click to Edit Details. So you click to edit the details, oh. then in the upper right-hand corner, select Sets, and then I can select my own set, or here, in this case, I'm going to create a new set. So I'm, I click Create New Set, and then I'm going to type in Hats, and then click Create. And now I check Hats, and then when I go to search your through my patterns. library, your I can bring up all of the patterns that I have sticky noted with my custom set or sticky note as I prefer to think of it <laughs> as hats. Now does that also work for example in your favorites? If you navigate your favorites, if you had faved that, would it be would there be any visual indication in your faves that it was in your library or do you actually have to click on it? You have to click on it, I think, to know it's in your library. It well that looks makes sense. Like it. Because if you didn't already know this, in your faves you can create tags and then you can search by the tags, which are basically keywords that you assign to anything that you've favorited. So for example, when I fave a cardigan, I use my keywords of cardi, maybe hoodie, 
the weight of yarn, etc. Mm -hmm. when I'm saving it. So then when I go to search my favorites, I can click in the re left hand side, I can click Cardi and everything I've marked as Cardi shows up. So it's a version of a set which you can use to organize things in your faves. Right. You can do the same thing with your friends. You can do the same thing as Charlene just described with your library and your patterns in your library. So there are a lot of those, I consider them second level features yeah. of Ravelry. You can which go aren't crazy organizational. Right. <laughs> crazy organization and you could just, yeah. Same really with your organize. projects. You can organize yes, them by exactly, shawl, hat, exactly. cardigan. And some right. people are do really well on that. They have all their projects categorized by year and type so you could see all the cardigans they've made you could look at all the projects they made in the year 2009 oh it's, i hadn't even thought of that it's, i know yeah. i keep every time i see somebody who's super organized with their projects i think i need to do that too just because once you get to have a lot of projects entered when you're looking for something it helps <laughs> yeah i i 100 percent agree yeah yeah. So again, any other questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, please go ahead and put them in our Ravelry group. We were going to talk about the Citron Chalette today, but we didn't think we had very much to talk about. <laughs> and it turns out we had a lot more to talk about than we thought. We did. This is our longest episode ever. Yeah. So we're going to let you go. Thank you so much for listening today. I do, of course, as always, want to thank everybody who's left us such positive feedback in the groups on iTunes, anywhere else that you've given us love. Thank you very much. And also, we started to use a new microphone this episode and the last episode. So if you hear more background noise, that's because this is a very, very powerful microphone. So it will hear things like cars going by outside. And I forgot to turn off the ice maker. <laughs> or, and the fan on my computer. My laptop right. clicked on once or twice. So I edit as much of that out as I can, but we apologize for any ambient noise that does get picked up. And Charlene has an announcement. I do. In episode five, I believe it was, we had a contest going to win the book Leaves by Michelle Miller, aka Fickle Knitter. And we did draw a name today. And on our blog, she signed in with the name Obsessed with Knitting and Crochet. And we will be contacting you later on today. It looks like Obsessed with Knitting and Crochet is from Sacramento, California. And we have your email address. And we will be emailing you and hopefully sending you your prize. Yay! Our first contest. <laughs> Very exciting. Congratulations. We don't know your name or we would say congratulations yes. to you yes. specifically. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for listening. Happy knitting and... And until the next it. time. Yes. Thank okay. you very much for listening. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>